Hi, I'm Harry Nichols, and this is Kid Stuff. On October 15th, I'm putting out a brand new record inspired by my work dealing with and empathizing with middle school kids. To go a little deeper, I'm sitting down with people from all walks of my musical life to talk about their awkward tween years and how they came to be who they are today. Today, I got to sit down with one of my closest humans, Robert Dietz. Rob does amazing things with vocal music, acapella, choral music, you name it. We sang uh, together in college for a little while. We sang in a pro group called The Funks, and we continue to sing together today. My new record will be out on streaming platforms October 15th. Pre-save it on Spotify by hitting up the show notes. And without further ado, here's Rob. (laughs) Feel good. Feel good. Feel good. Anyway. Robert Dietz, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Are we doing an intro, or is this just sort of a... No, it's just it, right This is one of those podcasts that just starts. It does, yeah. <laughs> There's no no warning that it's about to start. It just, you're in the podcast. Congratulations. If you're here, you're here. attacks you without <laughs> warning. Uh, yeah, so, 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 Rob. Hi. I mean, we, this is a podcast that I'm, that I'm recording about, you know, trying to get people back into like their headspace a little bit when they were like tweens and teenagers. Mm. This is what my EP is about. It's just like, um, you know, just like it's, it's inspired (laughs) by, uh, empathizing with them through my work as a teacher. And so like, just trying to like, yes, you're just trying to get everyone to relive their darkest trauma from age 10 to 14. Right. Yes. That's exactly right. Cause I'm a, I'm a sick motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, and I, and that's honestly my favorite thing about you. So (laughs) I've known you since college. We met in college. I met you on a bus when I was 19 I think that's right and you were you were singing acapella music yes because that's a normal thing exactly right that's a, that's a normal thing we used to do when we were 19 yeah we sing acapella music in public this is Robert Robert does the acapella music I do the acapellas right? was one of the first <laughs> things that I knew about you yeah you know uh that and your impeccable wizard impression but <laughs> uh so like and that comes from middle school for you right like doesn't your acapella yeah that there? was that was where i kind of got the bug for it yeah I, the, yeah the like the very beginning of it was my my parents would tell you it was earlier than that they had like a friend like a family friend that used to that first went to my parents owned a summer camp this is like this is like when you start an essay with like the dinosaurs roam the earth and right. then <laughs> so let's go all the way back to the dinosaurs and go back to you can understand my love of acapella so right um they had a, a family friend who went to their summer camp when they ran a summer camp and then eventually wound up working for them at this camp his name was Brad Saffer, and he was in an acapella group in Washington, D.C., and so when I was 10 years old, I saw his acapella group. That was the first time I ever, like, saw an acapella group perform, mm-hmm. um, and then, so that was sort of, like, the seed that was planted, and then in middle school, my middle school music teacher, Nate Parker, who you worked with, I think, for uh, yes, a bunch indeed, of years, yeah. um, he, I went into his room one day, and he was playing the Sons of Pitches album, okay. which was a group that was uh, alumni of Ithaca Pella. I just like heard that and it just kind of like kicked open the screen door of my mind and I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever heard I this is like 
what I want to do. Like I got to want to be in a group. I want to like follow this group. Like I just love this thing. Yeah. And I mean, you've built like an entire life out of it. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's, I've, I've, uh, I've Frankenstein together a sort of existence around, around vocal music and it's, yeah, it's evolved a lot. And I keep honestly like, you know, I, every time, every time I hit an, I've, I've hit a new life, you know, moment, I've been like, I'm never doing acapella again. Like I'm walking away from this. Like really, I, well, I like, I graduated from high school. I went to college. I was like, I'm not doing acapella in college. This is like, I've, I've had enough of this. Like I'm going to do something else. Cause I always thought like, you gotta remember too, like 15 years ago, like acapella was not something you could like do for a career. Like nobody right. was, this was pre pitch perfect. This was pre sing off. Like there was no acapella media, you know, like sure. nobody gave a shit about acapella. Well, not only that, like you couldn't do it for career a, but on, on a much more like thinking of like a teenager level, middle school level, like there was really no like cool acapella. Right. Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like now it's like cool. Absolutely. It's like, Cause yeah. there was no pentatonics. Yeah. Like right. acapella. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky when I was in middle school that I had that group to look up to that was actually cool. Right. Or right. so, or I thought they were cool. Right, like right. people, they were cool in like a, like a nerdy kind of way. Like they right. were cool, but you know, there was still that kind of nerd stigma attached to it. And yeah. like, yeah, I'm trying to think of what the like big media there was like, oh, there was like Scrubs. Like that was the that was the acapella group that I was like in, in media. Right. It was like Ted's group on Scrubs, on Scrubs. That, was, that was the nerdy lawyers that would like sing in the hospital. Like right, that was right. the acapella that everybody knew right. when I was like 13. And I loved that shit. Like right. that was I was like super into that. Right. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like nobody was like charting with that music like nobody was like nobody nobody was making like a, a career out of that it was a joke like it was a punchline right um novelty it was a novelty and i think interestingly in some ways that's kind of come full circle where now like it's a meme again well i think it's uh, but i think it's a rare thing to like find an interest well maybe it's not so rare maybe you could tell me what you think about that yeah to like find an interest in like at that age yeah and to stick with it you know I, what i mean i always like, felt like that was, i always felt odd about it when it was happening to me i'll say that like i definitely i didn't look at my other friends and go like for most of them and go like oh these people also have like a passion like i do you mm -hmm. know what i mean like i was right. i was kind of aware and some of that was my parents being like it's you know it's like interesting that you're like really into this thing like you're lucky to like have that thing that you're excited yeah. about i think i felt more that way in high school than like middle school mm -hmm. um but yeah for sure like because i wasn't really like i wasn't creating it as much in middle school you know what i mean like right. when you're when you're that age i feel like the the creation aspect of it kind of eludes you a little bit because mm -hmm. it's it's almost and I think that that's actually changed since we've grown up. Like when we mm -hmm. were kids, there was no I mean, there was the Internet, but you like you couldn't go on the Internet and, and like go to YouTube and like learn how to make an acapella track. Right. You, know? like right, you had right. to just like go on message boards and talk to people that like may or may not like be pedophiles to like figure <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like you, you honestly, like you had to, there was, there was a danger of like, you couldn't just like find yeah. information where like, you had to like, there were literally like message boards of like people named like super hippo that I would talk to about right, like right. what acapella was. And like, um, yeah. So, you know, the, the creation aspect was a lot harder. And I think that like, um, the, I guess sort of tying it back to like the, the passion of it, like it was, it was like it was like a nerdier a nerdier pursuit when I was in middle school because mm -hmm. I wasn't like making it. I was just super jazzed about it. I'm so, as I'm talking this out, I'm kind of like realizing I'm working through my trauma of middle school. Right, There's yeah. a difference between like this is what Rob is and this is what Rob does. And I think in middle school it was like, oh, this is what Rob is. He's like mm -hmm. a big acapella fan. Right. And then when you learn how to do it yourself, it's like, oh, this is what Rob does. He's a big acapella dude. And right. I think there's a real distinction like socially and like mentally for yourself about like being a creator of that music versus just being like a rabid consumer of that music. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely my experience. I think I like 
found a lot more of like my people and like felt a lot better about myself as a person when I started to like make the music. You started making it in high school, I know. I started making right? it like late middle school, like very, oh, right. like, like cool. very late middle school. I, I'm trying to remember, like, I think I want to say like end of eighth grade, beginning of ninth grade was when I like started to for sure. I like started my first group, like literally the first month of high school. Come on. Here we go. Turn it up. Like I had, I had my my quintet that I sang with the other guys, the four other guys. Like we started like literally like September tenth. Yeah, it was a huge part of my like identity, and like mm. it was a real like conscious choice that I made at that at that juncture. Like I think that that if we're talking about like you know the the life experience of like being that age, like I yeah. think that that's the age where like. A lot of people, especially in music, I think kind of like, cause you sort of have to start committing to it, right? Like it, that's, you know, that, that's the, the point in your life where you like, it's not just like, Hey, do a little bit of everything. Like there's that, that element kind of exists, I think through college, but like, it starts to go away where it's like, Hey, you can kind of just like have a finger in every pie and that's cool. Right. You know, it's like when high school it becomes, all right, you can have a finger in every pie, but you're not going to sleep. Cause like, you're going to have, right. you know, practice from, you know, yeah. three to four three to five, then you're going to have musical rehearsal from five to nine. And then somewhere you're going to do your homework. Like, you know, I mean, right. the, the, the window narrows. So right. I think like the people who bake the pies begin to expect that, that you're the pies going, are actually good. You're going <laughs> to, <right? laughs> the pies are going to be good and that you're then going to eat a piece of the pie that you touch. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And yeah. that can get difficult. Yeah, after exactly. Yeah. You can't just keep, you know, touching all the pies and not, not actually have a slice. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you find that having something that was like a thing this is like a a, a oops yep. this is a, a common this is a common thread of the conversations that i'm that i'm having with yeah. people is that like maybe it's just like you know a collection of all the same people mm -hmm. you know in a way a certain type of a person. certain type of person yeah. but like everybody kind of like uh, obsessed right mm -hmm. in, in middle school yeah and it was over uh, a thing uh, over an activity yeah there's an energy around that being that age and like being yeah. creative at that age i think that's like and that's part of the reason that i love working with that age group now right. still is it's just like there is even though things have changed so much in terms of access to information like yeah. what a what a teenager knows now and what they can learn now on their own is so vastly different than it was when we yeah. were kids like it's just yeah. not, there's no comparison like yeah. Like my, the music I was making at that age was garbage compared to what these kids are making now. Cause they just right. like, they have they, the information's there. They don't have to figure it all out for That's themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I think that like the core of, um, the energy that you have when you're that age and they're like, I don't know what it is exactly. I'd be curious, like what you think about this. There's like a cocktail that I think happens in the like 10 to 14 year old brain, maybe a little bit older, like 12 to 15 year old brain, whatever, yeah. 16 year old, like you have this incredible, almost like zealot focus on what you enjoy doing because mm -hmm. it's like the only thing you enjoy because like right. most things are awful. Right. But there's this one thing that's not and you're just like so into that thing. Right. There's that plus like you've got the bound, like boundless energy. You don't need to eat or sleep or anything. Right. Like it's right. just your body can handle anything so you can just work forever and like sure. hunch over and like whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. And now like I can't work for more than an hour and a half without everything in my whole life. I know you're, you're starting to talk about like <laughs> aching and, and all of a sudden I'm being reminded that yeah. like my like rotator cuff. You have to like sit up straight. Yeah. Like need to sit up. Yeah. yeah. You know, that doesn't happen to like, like a kid. So. Right. 
Um, and then I don't know. There's like some. There's some. Some other thing. I'm sure like people that study the brains of you know adolescent right. kids understand this. But there's some. There is something that you like remember from that time where it's just like you have this perfect blend of energy and like desire to learn, but also not being bound by what the rules are because you haven't learned them yet. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's this intense creativity that I think comes with just like you're, you're absorbing all these influences from whatever you're learning in your life, like whatever you're passionate about. Like right. I was listening to all these different acapella groups and I was like creating these things that had elements of all of these different groups in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't know what, I didn't know what I couldn't do, you know? And so I was just doing everything. Right. Um, And there's something really exciting about that. Like, I I miss, like, that's what I miss as an adult. Like, I, I don't know if you have like a similar, I think you have a more like, you have a less sort of bridled creative process than I do. And from what I know of like how you create, like I think Mm -hmm. you're, you're a little bit more comfortable, like throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall than I am. Mm -hmm. Like you have a lot of unfinished ideas, like unfinished ideas really fucking bother me. So like, I, I, like I've lost that element of it, but like, You know, I miss that about like that creative time, you know, I think I miss the like mystery of of creating things and um, not really having like the knowledge to analyze those things Mm. and to like like uh, one of the things that like dogs me as a creative person a lot is discovering that I've reused an idea uh-huh, in a yeah. very specific yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I feel like, you know, as a, as a middle school kid, when I was, when I was creating things, I like, wasn't worried about that right. at all. Like right. that wasn't even beginning to like, because like, I guess I didn't really consider myself. I didn't really know that I was a creative person yet. I was just like doing things yeah. and I maybe lacked some of the self-reflection to like realize that, you know, th- that, hello, we have a, we have a habit here. We have right, a kind right, right. of person, you know? Right. And um, you were like in a band, right? Like you were, you were coming at it from like, yeah, the, like the middle school band side of things, which is like yes. very similar, but also very different than like the middle school choir geek, like getting together with their friends side of things. Yeah, so I mean we talked a lot about what our experiences creatively were like in middle school. So what are so, you know, what do you remember of middle school sort of outside of like your, socially. Outside of <laughs> well just not even necessarily social, just outside of your identity as a creative person. Got it. Yeah, so I think the the story that I was going to tell was like I I had a therapist that I was seeing who worked at the school and we were talking about like, you know, it, the question was like if you could go back to middle school, like for a million dollars, would you do it? And she was like, absolutely not. And I was mm-hmm. like, that, well, that makes me, I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know if I feel better knowing that you also would have hate, hated this or right. if I feel worse knowing that even you even you have all the answers would have hated this. Would have hated this. Yeah. Um, it was tough, man. I mean, I think like, I don't know, I, I didn't have exactly like the, the best high school experience either. Like I, mm. you know, I, I had the acapella thing and that was definitely helpful for me, like finding a certain core of people. And I was also like, I was big musical theater, like that that element of things. But yeah, I think middle school was like, I mean, middle, I just think middle school is like the most awkward years for anybody. Like you're just, you're old, you're old enough to like have that, that kind of autonomy element. Like you, you got a little bit more of like your own thing going on, Yeah. but like, you don't know what you're doing. Like right. you have no sense of like how to harness your own energy or right. like, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I, I was just in middle school is when I started getting into music, but like, you know, that, that gave me, 
that gave me a little bit of a, of an anchor, but like, you know, it also, it also carried a lot of stigma, especially back then. Like, you know, yeah, that, definitely you know, being, being like an artistic person, you know, was not, you know, I, I honestly, it seems a lot better now from the outsider's perspective, but I always, you know, I work with, you know, I, I work almost exclusively with artsy kids and they're right. when they're together, they tend to be pretty nice to each other. I don't necessarily know how they get treated when they're not together. Right. You know, like when they're when they're amongst non artsy kids. Yeah, I have a hard time assessing that as well. So it's interesting that like even, you know, here in Ithaca, super arts positive community generally, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, so you still found like you still felt stigmatized as like a as like a, a yeah, well, I mean, an artistically was, I mean, minded person. It, it was quote unquote gay. I mean, that was the, right, that right. was the thing. You know, this was this would have been early two thousands, like right. two thousand two or whatever. And right. it was just like it was. You know, there was a lot of like negativity about that. Right. Um, baseline homophobia. Yeah. Is base, like, yeah. As and Sam put it. The yeah, other day. yeah. He said the same thing. Yeah. Like you know, there, there was an association of you know if you were in you know if you were in the arts it was gay it was gay right. and being gay was bad right and you know and 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 also like you know when I was that age I was also like you know you're not really sure about your sexuality was, I was like for a little while I was like maybe I am gay like I, right, I don't right. know like you know you have to you kind of have to suss that out and you know the hormones are kind of raging yeah. all over the place for a while you don't necessarily know so like you're being told like you do this thing. So it means you're gay and being gay is bad. And then mm. like, also like, Oh, maybe I am gay. Like, right. you know, I don't, I don't know yet. You know, right, like the, right. you know, there's that thing. And, you know, so, you know, that, uh, you know, there are people that have had it way worse than me, obviously, but like there's, sure. there are challenges, you know, challenges with that. But, um, yeah, like that, that's what I remember, like being the big thing that I would get made fun of, Mm-hmm. By like the you know the jockey kids like the, oh, look at Rob yeah you know, he's an like, artist yeah you know and it's it, but you know and, and those you know I don't know what those people are doing today but probably <laughs> you know probably nothing I would imagine not anything that's making them particularly happy yeah, they probably still suck yeah, yeah. exactly I mean they probably yeah you know they they probably are not the best people so you know it, it uh, yeah you know the, the, there was that element of so socially kind of navigating those waters sure. I think any a lot of kids that are you know in, involved in anything that are our age that were involved in anything artistically at that age probably experienced some element of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I'm trying to think if I did, I, you had an interesting experience cause you were like very, you were very isolated too. You like, I grew up in Ithaca, which was small. You grew up in Delhi, which was like microscopic, like not a non-existing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, I actually feel like I, I didn't quite experience as much of that as you did, which is ironic to me. I, I would I would expect. Well, I don't know if ironic. Well, you were also ironic. like in a rock band. Like, there's a difference. I think there was a difference yeah, between like d- types of things. Yeah, like rock and like you know being being in like a rock band. Like, I don't think the kids. I don't. I mean, who? The other thing I've learned as an adult is like, who knows what tortures everybody's like going through in their own lives. Oh yeah, hell you yeah. know what I mean. Like, you think like somebody's got it made and like they're getting bullied too. So right, like, of you course, just, you never right, know. But like, you know, I, my sense of that all through middle and high school was like, you know, the kids that were in like the bands, like nobody was like making fun of them for being, right. you know, being quote unquote gay or whatever. Right, like was, right, right. It was mostly the like the theater kids and mm-hmm. the singing kids and the things that were outside of the like accepted. There were like certain accepted artistic right. things you could do right. that were cool. And then the rest of it. Is right. Like, and I th- I'm sure that, you know, there's a whole other exploration we could get into about, you know, the reasons why certain types of art are considered, you know, yeah. more, more or less, you know, whatever. I'm not even sure. Like I, I, I hate even saying like, quote, like gay now. Cause I think right. that, I think that, that, you know, I don't, I don't even want to reinforce the negativity around that right. and like reflecting back on what it was. Right. Cause it was just like so wrong on so many levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is good. Cause like I, I, it is good to like, I think, you know, I think it is good to reflect on it and mm-hmm. to like, you know, um, 
you know, affirm how, how negative that is. And yeah, I hate uh, to even give it the power of being spoken about. I think right, right. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I also just said the phrase affirm how negative and that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Turn of phrase. That's what you can only get here on the Harry Nichols right podcast. here. That's right. Absolute Sentences paradox. Like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think that I definitely saw a lot of that, um, that baseline homophobia play out throughout my middle school experience yeah. too, directed towards, um, you know, artistic people, but like pretty much just like anybody it, it was yeah it was like the kind of thing where like you know even you know um there was like i, I had this moment watching uh did you see the movie 21 drum street with you know i think i did i don't really remember what's his face uh Channing tatum the new Channing one tatum. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Channing tatum and uh jonah hill jonah hill yeah, yeah. There was this part where they, so they're, they're two people, two undercover cops pretending to be high school kids. Right. And, uh, they get into this, like on the first day they're supposed to be impersonating these high school kids. Like Channing Tatum gets in like a fight and he, he calls, uh, the person that he's beating up. Oh yeah. I remember the, the scene. The F word, yeah. you know, in relation, relation to gay people. And, uh, and like the crowd is just like so the opposite of what Channing Tatum expects. Like the, yeah. he expects them to be like behind him. Right. Hey, yo. Hey. Is that your car? Yeah. What's that thing get? 10 miles to the gallon? Nah, try like seven. <laughs> what about you? Biodiesel, dog. It smells like egg rolls. Yeah, it does. Runs on leftover fry oil from Hunan Palace. But we try to ride bikes when we can, global crisis and whatnot. Whatever, man. I don't care about anything. Oh, you don't care about the environment? It's kind of fucked up, man. Hey, hey, will y'all shut the hell up? I'm trying to study. <laughs> Look at him. He's trying. <laughs> He's actually trying. What a nerd. Look at the nerd. Look at the nerd. Look at him. Look at the nerd. What are you calling the nerd, man? I'm sorry, what? Ah! Oh, oh, shit, dude. Hey, are you okay, man? Hey, what the hell? Are you serious? I'll turn that gay-ass music off. You punch me because I'm gay? What? No, I... But like the the mentality has has shifted so much in the time that right. you know what I mean that right. he's just <laughs> yeah that, that that has become you know appropriately taboo absolutely like, yeah. yeah and it, and as it, as it should be and I I do think that um, at least you know here that has changed like a lot yeah you know? it feels um, I, it feels like it has I mean it's tough yeah. to gauge that from a from a true outsider perspective right. of like not being that age not you know necessarily like working in a public school like you know not working in a school. Right. Um, but yeah, it does from the kids that I work with, like it doesn't seem sexuality and gender like that. The, there's a lot more open-mindedness about all right of that now. And I don't, and my sense is that, that, that is not a go-to insult for creative people anymore. Right. It's, it's not. Yeah. I, and I have, I, you know, there are always some kids who will always use it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but like, I have definitely noticed at least my, based on my own recollections that like, you know, the kids that I see in school now are very, uh, much more mindful about yeah. that. You There's know? never been a better time to be a middle schooler. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is saying absolutely nothing at yeah, all right. because it's still the bottom of the barrel. It's not, it's not a good time. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's great being a middle schooler in the middle of a pandemic where oh God, your brain is yeah. wired for social interaction. And that's just the one thing you can't yeah, have. I that's mean, a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. Pandemic of it all. But yeah, hopefully that'll be behind us in the yeah. foreseeable future. If yeah. not the immediate future. But so did you find that you could like, um, you know, did you find that you could find solace with other artistic people or was everybody yeah. kind of in their own tunnel? No, to just... a degree. I mean, I think like I'm trying to remember. 
I don't know. Like I, you know, I had a lot of challenges myself at that age of just like, you know, being, being pretty introverted. Like I'm still pretty introverted as an adult, but you know, mm-hmm. you, the older you get, the more you figure out how to make it work for you. You know, like right. you, you kind of, you, you figure out your, uh, your coping mechanisms and whatnot, but right, right. yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, you know, I, I need, I, I took solace in like needing things a certain way. I was not a very flexible person. I'm still not a very flexible person, but like it's, you know, physically, it physically, no, well, no, now that I'm 30 <laughs> in my thirties, no, I'm definitely not. That's all gone to hell. But, um, yeah, you know, I definitely, I, I was not a very easygoing person. And I think that like that made it difficult in a lot of ways to like connect with people that I mm. like, you know, kind of needed things a certain way. But, um, yeah, I think like, I, I think of, of, of anything like the, the having, having a thing that I was known for, even if it wasn't necessarily the coolest thing. Cause it's like acapella was like, again, we were talking about like, it was, it was kind of a joke, but it was also like, it's always been, I think under everything, like everyone's like, ha ha, the acapella oh, is kind of cool. Though. Yeah. <laughs> there is that like element, there's right, that, that yeah. undercurrent of like as dorky as it might be. Like, it's still pretty cool to see people like doing stuff with just their voices. Absolutely. Yeah. And like everybody always likes a good singer. You right. Know what I mean? yeah, like, everybody's always into that. Right. So, it's like, right. you know, there, there was that having that that uh, element attached to my personality and like having that as a thing that I was sort of known for mm-hmm. helped me helped me kind of stand out a little bit and gave me a little bit of a social anchor. Mm-hmm. Whether I knew what to do with that anchor or not when I was that right. age, absolutely did not. Right. Absolutely. You know, like like didn't didn't recognize when people were recognizing like liked me you know what i mean like didn't didn't recognize when like girls liked me you know what i mean like didn't didn't recognize when people were like into what i was doing necessarily Mm -hmm. um partially because i was oblivious and partially because i was i think like most young people just scared of everything on some level right right i mean like you're really there's that again kind of cocktail of whatever is going on in your brain that like makes everything the end of the world which also makes creativity really exciting but makes everything else really horrible well it doesn't (laughs) help that there's a lot of messaging about that too you know what do you like what do you think is is the like the thing that people are bombarded with that like puts them in that headspace like (laughs) just like all of the adults in their life telling them that every small thing that they do will ultimately affect who they become Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh you know obviously you know we're talking about kids who are 11 into their teens like but like i don't know i i grew up with this like fear that i was accidentally going to become a junkie you know what i mean really? like yeah really 100 percent. yeah when i was like 10 or wow i can't who, believe it. i this who is instilled like, that fear in you like your parents no i think i mean maybe to some extent my parents but like i think you school um and you know like health class yeah and, like just like <laughs> the media like it's so like i can't believe that like, i like you're trip and fall on a heroin needle like no, well, i can't <laughs> I can't I can't believe that I so I'm, this is ju- I'm just remembering this right now but like like yeah there were times when like I w- I would like have these agonized like because I also completely misunderstood what doing drugs was. oh sure I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was co- like first of all I had no understanding of 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 being of being high or being in any kind of altered state sure. so I just thought people just did drugs just to like do just to like feel the smoke go in uh-huh. I don't know man or to like yeah feel the needle <laughs> but like I would also like do things like like pains like agonize for weeks over the fact that like I, I like was around a bunch of like model glue because I was in shop class <laughs> and like I inhaled too deeply and I'm like shit now I'm a junkie shit <laughs> that was the first step I'm never gonna go to college like you know like, yeah. <laughs> 
I remember like agonizingly uh, confessing to my mom that that happened. Oh my God. And she was like, so you like smelled glue in shop class <laughs> and you're like worried about your future? <laughs> She's like, we have noticed your grades going down. Right. But- <laughs> She was like, yeah, it's whatever, dude. It's like it's, she didn't say it in that way because that's very me. But like, uh, you know, as, sure, long bro, as, you as long as you don't do it to get high. And I was like, oh, uh, oh. wait, what's that? The intention, <laughs> yeah, right, the intention and result matters. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, like I, I, I forget how we got on that whole digression, but it was just about like. Did you have like the element of like religion growing up too? I don't know how yeah. religious you were growing up. Uh, you know, it was weird. We were. I don't religious. really know what you are anyway. Like we, I'm kind of nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we've been friends for like fourteen years yeah. now. And I don't really yeah. know what your religion yeah. is. <laughs> That's right. We've shared our some deep memories together. <laughs> None of them religious. <laughs> None of them religious. I yes, there was some element of religious and li- religiosity in there. Like earlier in my life, um, we were we were pretty like regular Sunday churchgoers. Like you knew God was watching. Yeah. yeah. And then it kind of fell off like in my like early teen years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think that element of like the, the God element really, really seeps into your life in that time. It does, also yeah. there's like, there's the sense of like, cause you start to have like, you start to have like privacy, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, right. like that's, that's an element of your life in your teen year, like your young teen years. That's like, doesn't really exist right. until that point in a way that like, at least in a way that you care about, you know what I mean? Right. Like until you're like a tween, you know, preteen teen or whatever. Like, and so all of a sudden it's like, you have your own, you know, your own space and your own thoughts, but also you're being told that like, there's this omnipresent being that's maybe watching that. Yeah. <laughs> no, know? that is watching yeah, that yeah, that's, and yeah. judging the shit out right, of you yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that, that element I remember of like being that age of like, oh no, like is like, what's God going to think? You, I, know? Like, <laughs> you know, it's not just about like what your, you know, what your own thoughts and feelings are. It's like, there's this other like external factor that's yeah. constantly, you know, yeah. judge, judging you on some level. Well, or and another. for an age also where you're starting to realize that you're not really completely in control of your own thoughts or behaviors all the yeah. time, you yeah. know, like you start whacking off, you right. start like fucking, uh, just like, you know, think like you realize that you can't control your own thoughts in a way. And mm-hmm. that was also a really frightening thing for yeah. me. I that don't you're, know about you. That you're driven by things that you don't necessarily have f- complete control over. Right. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That, that, or understanding of, but you have the vague sense that it's bad. Right. 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 Like, right. Yeah. Or that you're told that it's bad. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That, well, that's where that comes from. Is right. Because like you're, you're bombarded with messaging that it's bad. Right. And, and it's all with the intention, I think, of like typically the intention of making you into a quote unquote better person. Right. There's just, you know, and some of it I think does. Like I think that there are certain, you know, there's certain, you know, be a good person tropes sure. that I think are useful for somebody that Stay age. Stay away from drugs. Generally probably, good Especially advice. that age, probably a good yeah, idea. Yeah, exactly. It's you so know, funny. Like, I, sorry. I was speaking of drugs. Right. I just right. did a whole bunch of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a bunch right now. Speed. Um, speed Speaking of drugs, uh, I was talking, I went over to my, my cousin's last night and they have a, a almost eight year old kid and we were like, so we're, we were talking about smoking mm-hmm. and I was like, smoking tobacco, to, smoking tobacco. I like, it came up. I came Oh, I, I made some joke about like somebody stepping out to like have a cigarette. And then I was like, Hey, don't smoke though. Yeah. And then, and, and then there was sort of a back and forth about it. And I can't remember how it got to the point of conversation, but like there was, Oh, um, Steph was like, my wife was like, was like, yeah, like Rob and I have never smoked. And I like had this moment where I was like, yeah, cigarettes, no. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I like had a choice to make in that moment of like, you know, do I 
do I like, how do I cast like marijuana for like right. for this eight year old who by the time he can smoke it will absolutely be legal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? For sure. So it's like, yeah. you know, is, is eight the time when you realize that that's a thing? Is, right. Does, should I wait a little bit longer to like mention that? Well, I don't know. It's tough <laughs> also with that specific drug because I think we're on the cusp of like, um, it not really being a problem like anymore. A marijuana positivity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are a lot of people using it. Obviously, I'm not sure you should give it to an eight year old, Definitely but like <laughs> there are a lot of people who are using it like very responsibly mm-hmm. to very legitimately take care of a lot of their ailments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? More responsibly than alcohol. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, fundamentally, it just yeah. does less damage to you. Um, so, yeah. So I, how we phrase that, how we talk about that to kids that age is yeah. like it is a super delicate thing yeah and because sure. we because we come from the the generation where that was such a such a taboo like right. our parents like i remember like i never i didn't start smoking pot until i was in college but right. like i remember right. like my cousins the the mom of this kid this eight-year-old kid like got caught by her mom like smoking mm-hmm. and the mom was like freaked out was like so upset about it right and it's just like you know that having that kind of um relationship with with marijuana like that that was our relationship with it. And now like, how do we, how do we like tell our kids about it? Like, what do we, right. How do we not carry that like trauma onto them where it's a, it was never really that big a deal in the first place, but b like, it certainly won't be a big deal for them. Right. Right. You know, yeah. Other, unless we make it so, you know, right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And, and I also, yeah. Cause like every now and then when I'm teaching, like kids will just, cause kids will just straight up ask you that shit. Yeah. You know, they'll just be like, have you ever smoked weed? Have you ever, have you ever been drunk? Have you ever like done like, things? No. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 no, but I think, you know, I I think how you are supposed to answer that question is changing, you know? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So, I, and I don't know what it's changing to. I don't know what to do yeah. about it. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you got to think that, like, it's becoming... I mean, it's becoming like smoking, but, but honestly, I think it's like you're, like you're saying, it's more socially acceptable to smoke weed now than it is to mm-hmm. smoke a cigarette. <laughs> well, because nobody like, also like it's smoking is not the only, like smoking damages your lungs, you know, scientifically, right. but like, it's not the only way to take that drug in, you sure. know, like sure. you can yeah. take a gummy, you can do all these things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What a time. Uh, did you, uh, did you have anybody? Who you would have considered a girlfriend in middle school. <laughs> and at, at, for at any point, even ha, just for the ha, briefest ha, of glimpses. Ha, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anybody that I would consider a girlfriend until I was 20. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I, I don't not, consider now or consider then. No, I mean, like I, mean consi- are, I think even consider then. Not like, not a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Not anybody that I was like, no, because again, like I had no. I was almost completely deficient in whatever enzyme lives in your brain that lets you know when people are interested in you. Right? <laughs> like I did not have that that neuron that, that right. it was that neuron was asleep at the wheel somewhere. Right. Like I I did not have the ability to whatever it was it was you know the cocktail of lack of uh, of self you know yeah. self awareness slash you know nerve uh, fear of you know right. crossing that bridge or whatever but like no I definitely you know I had no like uh, intimate relationships of mm. of that nature when I was in in that in that age group and yeah 
Yeah, I was just, well, I was also gross. Like every, you know, <laughs> like who, who, like, I mean, I think most people, I think kids now are less so because yeah. again, access to information and like, well, know. yeah. And the, gl- in like social media, I think changed a lot yeah. of that too. You have yeah. to like present yourself exactly. a lot more. And- exactly. Yeah. But no, I was like disgusting. Like there's a bit that I sh- I'll show you a picture. Actually, we found this picture in the basement of like me at 16 and yeah. I was disgusting. Like it just, you know, I mean, I, I, I was disgusting for all you, you saw me into college and yeah all that yeah but you were but i mean this is again a whole other thing but like i think you were gross and like you were gross in like a rock and roll kind of way got it you know you were you were gross and like oh he's got long hair and he's like grungy and like he doesn't hasn't washed it in weeks exactly and like that's (laughs) gross but it's kind of cool i was gross like oh he has braces and like can't brush his teeth right you know what i mean like that you know that's that that was my kind of gross yeah that mine was the kind that like girls wanted nothing to do with sure sure Um, which was fair you know i like i think yeah 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 i think it is at a certain point but you know you, you figure that out i think i also like I don't know. I had this kind of like rebellious streak in me, not necessarily in terms of hygiene. Like I was like showered and stuff, but like, I definitely, I definitely remember having like a rebellious streak in me. And I think I actually kind of got this from my mom. I was talking to my cousin about this. Like I, I didn't, I cared what people thought about like what I was wearing, but Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I didn't do anything about it because I didn't feel like I should have to. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like right. I would, like I would wear stuff that was like totally unfashionable and like right. not, you know, most people wouldn't like be dicks about it necessarily, but like, obviously like I was not the pinnacle of, of fashion. Right. Um, and like some people, like people made me aware of that from time to time. And I think that my like gut reaction to it was always like, like, why should I have to care about right, that? Right. Right. Like that's going to wear what I wear. I'm going to yeah. wear what I wear. Like who right. cares? You know what I mean? And like, which I think is actually kind of the right answer to that. I though. think it is if like, you make intentional choices about it. Like I wasn't. I think. I think it works if you're like, I'm gonna wear what I wear because it's like this is my style. I just didn't have any sense of personal style. Right. You were just. You were. It was just chaos. Exactly. Got it was it. just whatever you know, whatever gray sweatshirt was around, you know right, what I mean? Right, and not that right. even that I owned, like right. that I found somewhere, like it was horrific. Like, right. Right. You know, and it's just like jeans that didn't fit. It was just, it was just like a, it was a hodgepodge of chaos. Yeah. I just like yeah. decided to, you know, that made me look like an idiot. So, mm. you know, I think, yeah, like, no, I certainly think that like people that have their own sense, personal sense of style, where it's just like, you know, F you, like, this is just what I wear. I'm going to wear it. That's awesome. And right, like, anybody right. of any age should totally embrace that. Right. But like, if you were like me, where it's just like, I'm not going to try and I'm going to like care about it secretly, but I'm going to tell myself I don't care. Right. That's a bad cocktail. Right. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Kidding yourself about like how much you care about other yeah. people's opinions is definitely, yeah, is definitely a thing. Yeah. I think it's also though something that like a lot of kids put on. I don't know. Like I, th- I think pretending not to care about what other people think about you is, is, is a, is a big part well, maybe I'm maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't know. I I feel like because I can I can also I feel like I relate to that. I feel yeah. like I I relate to like really really trying to put out there that I didn't care what other people thought of me yeah. while I deep down really really desperately. Like did. you obviously do, and right. I like and, you know, and I think that that's something that in my experience has been that it. it fades in your adult years to a to a degree. Like you always obviously kind of care what people think of you, but like right. it, you're your ability to cushion that against your own sense of self-worth grows enormously. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, so it's not just like, yeah, you don't, you don't, you're, that's not all there is. 
Like that bumps into that, that, that drop of judgment falls into a deeper well of accomplishments and of your uh, own yeah. self image that matters to you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, like right. it becomes a part of it, but it's, you know, you still have this pretty deep cushion of like, I know who I am. You know, I'm always trying to be a better person. You might not like that person. Yeah. That's okay. You right. Know, like some, you know, it's not everybody's going to like every person that's why there's so many of us Pick right another right. one to like right you know exactly. like <laughs> there's seven million people in the world or something like that right right, right. you know or justin, billions, i think sorry. justin bieber said that <laughs> yeah justin Be- justin bieber famously said there's seven million people in the world <laughs> trying to fit in um yeah but i think uh you know that's that's definitely like a huge element of that of that age yeah it, it makes it extra tough too because like you're just in such a fishbowl yeah at that age too and um people's you know, pe- people are given to groupthink really, really yeah. hardcore in that. So, like, if you are, um, you know, if if you have a frail sense of whether people like you or not already, and then you know, people kind of gang up on you because you're different or whatever. Right, you start to question it because it's like, it's well, if everybody's crushing, saying, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and it's very, yeah, like the rumor mills, you know, get started very easily, and right, like, yeah, yeah, people can pe- can have a really really easy preconceived notion of like even yeah even things that you like definitely didn't do or say become just part of the canon about you because enough people said it right yeah absolutely yeah. i it's it's one of the things that i think um lord of the flies just gets, gets super right. duper right yeah, yeah. just I read that a long how time. easy it is yeah, yeah for that all to just shift on a person yeah um Cool, man. Well, uh, okay. So I, I've been finishing with this, which is, um, if you could go back and say one thing to your former self, it could be, you know, it could be something, you know, uh, deep and meaningful. It mm-hmm, could just be mm-hmm. a, a warning about time paradox, uh-huh. you know, like whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think, I think the warning about time, there's so many things that would have been, so, would have meant nothing to me then. Right. You know what I mean? If I had been like, watch out for Trump, I would have been, would have been like, who's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, um, what useless advice. Yeah. Like, like, what, what? yeah. <laughs> watch out for Trump. And then 2016 rolls around like this vague memory of like me, an adult me coming out of the closet of my be- childhood bedroom, saying this one thing and disappearing. It's like, whoa, I guess he was right. Um, very Rick and Morty esque. Yeah, um, if I had to give one piece of advice to my younger self, it would be some version of it'd be some version of like don't be afraid. But I'm not really sure the best way to phrase it that younger me would have actually done something with that information. Got you. Like it's it would it would be some some version of like because I don't think I needed any help to like. I think I was going to find the path fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I was, I don't think I was ever really in jeopardy of like falling off the path, you know, that, that got me where I'm am now that I'm happy with. But I think that there were a lot of experiences that I didn't have along the way that I should have had or Mm -hmm. would have enjoyed because I was just like too, either in my own head or just like, you know, too too some version of too scared to like, try or right. go for or just like you know being being too worried about like you know self-preservation or right. whatever it was or just like you know not not wanting to like kiss that person because i didn't want to like you know i didn't want to get involved in the triangle you know right, what I, mean? like I, didn't, right. I didn't want it to get back to everybody else i just didn't want to deal with it and it's just like well it's kind of worth it to deal with it to like you know like you you have that perspective as an adult where you're like eh, you know i i could have dealt with that you know that love right. triangle like it, well, yeah it would have felt like the worst thing ever then but like i'd look back on it now and be like oh that was fun you right know I mean? right right like i think there's a lot of stuff i didn't do because i didn't want to like deal with the consequences yeah and it's like maybe that's the 
advice is like, it's okay to deal with the consequences. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like the consequences are annoying, but like, they're not going to ruin your life. It's fine. Like you're still gonna Like you were saying before, like everybody's telling you like, you got to do this and this and this. So you're not going to do this, that and the other thing. And like, you're going to wind up living in a van. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not like, right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't steal anything. Don't kill anybody. Right. You know, like don't, don't do anything like that. You're going to wind up in jail, right. but like everything else, fine. like who cares? Like it's going to be fine. You right. Know? Exactly. So like deal with the consequences, deal with the consequences. That's great advice. Well, Rob Dietz, thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate this. There's rain today in paradise Not sure if it will stay I filled my basket up with eggs I watched it float away Slid down to my apartment Cause the wind won't let me drive And I've never felt so dead inside But never more alive up all my purity, I settled south of sin. I buried sorrow joyfully, but now where to begin? I've turned away inside myself, blown away the sun. So many blinded stars tonight, but I see only one. So far away from. Someday soon I'll see that it's better to have loved and lost and never loved at all. Cause if your heart is gone for good, that's the setup for the fall. So many expectations of a life was meant to be. Set up for the f-